Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 24 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. Cross Weekson in New Jersey, June 17, 1745. June 19. I had spent most of my time for more than a year past among the Indians at the Forks of Delaware in Pennsylvania. During that time, I made two journeys to the Susquehanna to treat with the Indians on that river respecting Christianity and not having had any considerable appearance of special success in either of those places, my spirits were depressed and I was not a little discouraged. Hearing that there were a number of Indians at a place called Crossweeksung in New Jersey, nearly 80 miles southeast from the Forks of Delaware, I determined to make them a visit and see what might be done toward Christianizing them, and accordingly arrived among them this day. I found very few persons at the place I visited, and perceived that the Indians in these parts were very much scattered. There were not more than two or three families in a place, and these three small settlements were six, 10, 15, 20 or 30 miles, and some more from that place. However, I preached to those few I found who appeared well disposed, serious and attentive, and not inclined to cavil and object as the Indians had done elsewhere. When I had concluded my discourse, I informed them there being none but a few women and children, that I would willingly visit them again the next day, whereupon they readily set out and traveled ten or fifteen miles in order to give notice to some of their friends at that distance. These women, like the woman of Samaria, seemed desirous that others should see the man who had told them what they had done in their past lives and the misery that attended their idolatrous ways. June 20, visited and preached to the Indians again, as I proposed. Numbers were gathered at the invitations of their friends who had heard me the day before. These also appeared as attentive, orderly, and well-disposed as the others, and none made any objections, as Indians in other places have usually done. June 22, preached to the Indians again. Their number, which at first consisted of seven or eight persons, was now increased to nearly 30. There was not only a solemn attention among them, but some considerable impression, it was apparent, was made upon their minds by divine truth. Some began to feel their misery and perishing state and appeared concerned for a deliverance from it. Lord's Day, June 23, preached to the Indians and spent the day with them. Their number still increased, and all 
with one consent, seemed to rejoice in my coming among them. Not a word of opposition was heard from any of them against Christianity. Although in times past, they had been as much opposed to anything of that nature as any Indians whatsoever. Some of them, not many months before, were enraged with my interpreter because he attempted to teach them something of Christianity. June 24. Preached to the Indians at their desire and upon their own motion. To see poor pagans desirous of hearing the gospel of Christ animated me to discourse to them, although I was now very weak and my spirits much exhausted. They attended with the greatest seriousness and diligence and some concern for their soul's salvation was apparent among them. June 27, visited and preached to the Indians again. Their number now amounted to about 40 persons. Their solemnity and attention still continued, and a considerable concern for their souls became very apparent among numbers of them. June 28, the Indians being now gathered, a considerable number of them, from their several and distant habitations, requested me to preach twice a day to them, being desirous to hear as much as they possibly could while I was with them. I cheerfully complied with their request and could not but admire the goodness of God who, I was persuaded, had inclined them thus to inquire after the way of salvation. June 29 preached twice to the Indians, saw, as I thought, the hand of God, very evidently and in a manner somewhat remarkable, making provision for their subsistence together in order to their being instructed in divine things. For this day and the day before, with only walking a little away from the place of our daily meeting, they killed three deer, which were a seasonable supply for their wants, and without which they could not have subsisted together in order to attend the means of grace. Lord's Day, June 30. Preached twice this day also. Observed yet more concern and affection among the poor heathen than ever. So, that they even constrained me to tarry yet longer with them. Although my constitution was exceedingly worn out and my health much impaired by my late fatigues and labors, and especially by my late journey to the Susquehanna in May last, in which I lodged on the ground for several weeks together. July 1. Preached again to a very serious an attentive assembly of Indians, they having now learned to attend on the worship of God with Christian decency in all respects. There were now between 40 and 50 persons of them present, old and young. I spent a considerable time in discoursing with them in a more private way, inquiring of them 
what they remembered of the great truths which had been taught them from day to day, and may justly say it was amazing to see how they had received and retained the instructions given them, and what a measure of knowledge some of them had acquired in a few days. July 2 was obliged to leave these Indians at Cross Sung, thinking it my duty, as soon as health would admit, again to visit those at the Forks of Delaware. When I came to take leave of them and to speak particularly to each of them, they all earnestly inquired when I would come again and expressed a great desire of being further instructed of their own accord. They agreed that when I should come again, they would all meet and live together during my continuance with them and that they would use their utmost endeavors to gather all the other Indians in these parts who were yet more remote. When I parted from them, one told me with many tears she wished God would change her heart. Another, that she wanted to find Christ. And an old man who had been one of their chiefs wept bitterly with concern for his soul. I then promised them to return as speedily as my health and business elsewhere would permit, and felt not a little concern at parting, lest the good impressions then apparent upon numbers of them might decline and wear off when the means came to cease. Yet I could not but hope that he, who I trusted had begun a good work among them, and who I knew did not stand in need of means to carry it on, would maintain and promote it. At the same time, I must confess that I had often seen encouraging appearances among the Indians elsewhere prove wholly abortive, and it appeared that the favor would be too great if God should now, after I'd passed through so considerable a series of almost fruitless labors and fatigues, and after my rising hopes had been so often frustrated among these poor pagans, give me any special success in my labors with them. I could not believe, and scarcely dared to hope, that the event would be so happy, and scarcely ever found myself more suspended between hope and fear in any affair or at any time than in this. This encouraging disposition and readiness to receive instruction now apparent among the Indians seems to have been the happy effect of the conviction which one or two of them met with sometime since at the forks of the Delaware, who have since endeavored to show their friends the evil of idolatry. Though the other Indians seemed but little to regard and rather to deride them, Yet this perhaps has put them into a thinking posture of mind, or at least given them some thoughts about Christianity and excited in some of them a curiosity to hear, and so made way 
for the present encouraging attention. An apprehension that this might be the case here has given me encouragement that God may, in such a manner, bless the means which I have used with the Indians in other places. Where? As yet there is no appearance of it. If so, may his name have the glory of it, for I have learnt by experience that he only can open the ear, engage the attention, and incline the hearts of poor, benighted, prejudiced pagans to receive instruction. This concludes episode 24 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd.